So my name is Jackie and I am the founder of Homeschool Think Tank and host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. So today I am going to read my book, Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way to You. Now before I do, I want to let you know that there are numerous resources that you might find helpful at homeschoolthinktank.com. Be sure to check our homepage and our blog and any workshops that we are currently offering. In addition, I would like to suggest that you sign up for Homeschool Think Tank Happenings. When you do, we will send you helpful information about homeschooling and parenting and help you keep up with what is going on at Homeschool Think Tank. You can do that at homeschoolthinktank.com. By the way, I do have to read the fine print to you before we get started. If you want to skip that portion, I would suggest skipping to about minute four. So bear with me for a moment. This audiobook version was recorded in October of 2022. However, I want to mention that the material in this book is timeless and where information may change. I have referred you back to the website because that is updated on a regular basis. All right, this is to my children for teaching me the lessons that I could only learn from you. This is copyright 2018, all rights reserved. No part of this book may be reproduced, distributed, or transmitted in any form or by any means, including photocopying, recording, or other electronic or mechanical methods without prior written permission from the publisher, except in the case of brief quotations embedded in critical reviews and for certain other non-commercial uses permitted by the United States of America copyright law. For permission request, email the publisher through www.homeschoolthinktank.com. Use the words permission request in the subject line, Homeschool Think Tank LLC, and you can find the contact information for us at the bottom of our website. This is Library of Congress control number 2018-950-750. The information presented herein represents the view of the author as of the date of first publication. This book is presented for informational purposes only. The author reserves the right to alter and update her opinions at any time. Although the author and publisher have made every effort to ensure that the information in this book was correct on the date of first publication, the publisher and its affiliates, partners, and authors do not assume and do hereby disclaim any liability for loss, damage, or disruption caused by reliance on this book or the information contained herein including inaccuracies, errors, or omissions. Portions of this book are works of nonfiction. Certain names and identifying characteristics may have been changed. Names that have not been changed have been provided solely for the reader's benefit and do not reflect any past or present business relationship between the author, the publisher, and any third parties. Reference to another organization does not positively or negatively indicate its affiliation with Homeschool Think Tank LLC or the author. 
Homeschool Think Tank LLC, its owners, partners, authors, or affiliates do not presume to give legal or other professional advice and to specifically disclaim any liability, loss, or risk, personal or otherwise, that is incurred as a consequence, directly or indirectly, of the use and application of any of the contents of this book or other associated books, websites, social media platforms, podcasts, video, or public speaking events. Trademark notice. Application has been filed with USPTO for Homeschool Think Tank Live and Learn Your Way and the Homeschool Think Tank LLC logo that is seen on the front of this book and below where I'm reading this. All right, let's get started with the actual book now. Think Homeschool Live and Learn Your Way, a homeschool think tank book. Book one, to my children for teaching me the lessons that I could only learn from you. I'll read you the table of contents real quick. A pertinent preface. Itty Bitty Introduction, Part 1, Kindred Goals, Part 2, Homeschool Living, Part 3, Homeschool Opportunities, Part 4, Homeschool Routines, Part 5, Homeschool Hurdles, Part 6, Homeschool Laws and More, Part 7, Homeschool Hopefully, Part 8, Encouraging Epilogue, then Notable Acknowledgements and About the Author and Homeschool Think Tank Happenings which I want to encourage you to go to homeschoolthinktank.com and sign up for Homeschool Think Tank Happenings. That is where we send you homeschooling tips and strategies and help you keep up with what's going on at Homeschool Think Tank. All right, this is Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way, book one. A pertinent preface, 2017 school shooting. It was my birthday and I was looking forward to it. I was eating breakfast with my family and visiting about the upcoming day. My children were getting ready to participate in a homeschool talent show that afternoon. The text came out of the blue. There was a shooting at a local high school. Just minutes before, my mother, a bus driver for that same school district, was pulling away from the high school. She was oblivious to what was already beginning. Not long after my mom left, sirens screamed by, and a call came over the radio notifying the bus drivers to keep their distance from the school. That day, like any other day, my mother had dropped high school students off for a day at school. On that morning, evil walked amongst the students. Only the shooter knew of the dreadful things that would happen that day. I thought of my mom, wondering if she was okay. My brother lives nearby. Would this impact him? I know children who attend that school. My heart sank. My stomach churned. As the implications sunk in, I cried. I learned people had died. I felt like vomiting. The entire town was locking down. My oldest daughter's friend heard the gunshots. My younger daughter's dear friend huddled in a closet at a nearby middle school and trembled with fear with her classmates. Terrified children were calling their parents with heartbreaking words. I might die today, and I want you to know I love you. Two teenagers died before the shooter killed himself. A week later, 
My friend comes to me. She is considering homeschooling her youngest daughter. The family had thought about homeschooling before the school year began. Now, after the shooting, she is considering homeschooling again. The mother doesn't want to send her oldest child either, but he is a senior within months of graduating. The first week students resume school, my friend doesn't send either child back. The second week, both of her children return to school. As I reflect on our conversations, I realize that I have not adequately expressed what homeschooling really is. I wish I could take the unknown out of homeschooling. I want to convey how homeschooling is about education and life. I decide to write this book for her. I decide to write this book for the world. People need this book. On that fateful day, book writing was already on my mind. I was inspired by my 13-year-old daughter, who started writing novels over two years ago. She was finally getting close to finishing one and wanted to publish it. To help my daughter, I needed to learn the process. Since I have a wealth of knowledge and experience around homeschooling, I had already chosen that as my topic. However, I never dreamed that such a dreadful thing would become the catalyst for my first book. Over the years, many people have asked me about homeschooling. Sometimes they are mothers of young children. Sometimes they are parents who are unhappy with the school system. Occasionally, people just seem curious. However, this is the only time someone has asked me about homeschooling in a situation like this. Tragically, violence in schools seems to be more common than ever. As a result, even more parents are choosing to homeschool their children. I want to add a side note. I wrote this book in 2018, before COVID, <laughs> before so many more school shootings even happened. And a lot has happened in the world since then. All right, back to the book. Since our community's school shooting, several local families have turned to homeschooling. To be clear, I am not suggesting that people live their lives in fear. We all know that anything can happen anywhere. However, when terrible things happen, I think it is completely reasonable that parents would want to pull their children out of school and that children wouldn't want to go back to school. As I hear stories in my community, I wonder if returning to school is healthy. If something terrible happened to you, would you want to return to the place where the dreadful thing happened day after day? I am not a psychologist. I have not been in that situation and cannot speak to it. This is just what I wonder. Itty bitty introduction. Homeschooling is an amazing opportunity and I am grateful for the freedom to homeschool my children and for organizations who continuously fight to protect that freedom. Throughout this book, I want to share many thoughts with you. I want to take the unknown out of homeschooling. 
You will see why homeschooling is an outstanding opportunity and how it can help your children and family thrive. You will realize that homeschooling doesn't have to be expensive and it isn't as daunting as many think. You will envision how you can homeschool your children and how there are many ways to educate them. You will understand how homeschoolers educate their children from home and in their community as well. You will begin to see how homeschool families can engage in a variety of meaningful relationships and lead a fulfilling life. Hopefully, you will appreciate that homeschooling is not just about education, but about a lifestyle. Homeschooling is an experience that can enrich your entire family's life. Homeschoolers are out in the world and learning every day. Education doesn't only happen in workbooks or on a computer. Life is education. Hopefully, you will see how you really can live and learn your way. So, just in the bottom of the book here, it says, Live and Learn Your Way, Homeschool Think Tank. And Homeschool Think Tank connects homeschool families with one another and the resources you need. And I would like to add that we help parents homeschool their kids with confidence. That's what we're really out to do is help you homeschool with confidence. Part one, kindred goals. We have children and want to raise them well. We want to enjoy spending time with our kids. But how much time do most of us have with our children? When your child was in the womb, did you dream of dropping your kids off five days a week? Did you imagine picking them up between three and six o'clock every night? Were you looking forward to spending their school years rushing from one activity to the next? Are you excited to stay up late helping with homework assignments? When people say, I want to have a baby, do you think they're looking that far down the road? It seems unlikely. When we have children, we should become intentional about structuring our family, raising our kids, and the outcomes that are best for our individual children and family. As you consider homeschooling, here are some questions you might ask yourself. Think about them and answer yourself honestly. How much family time do you want? And how do you see your family spending that time? What level of education do you want for your children? Does your child's school provide the education you desire? Would your child benefit from the education you could provide through homeschooling that is not offered through the school system? Are your children learning things at school that you would prefer they didn't learn? How do you think your child learns best? How can you help your children develop a good work ethic? How can you raise your children to care about themselves, their family, and their community? Do your children have good relationships with family and friends? Do your children need flexibility and scheduling to pursue activities they are passionate about? How do you think your schedule would look if your children homeschooled? Is your child mentally healthy? Is your child active and physically fit? Is your child happy?
Are you living the lifestyle you want to live? Finally, if you homeschooled your children, could your family live and learn your way? As you answer these questions about your family, consider that we want to raise children who are caring, intelligent, and responsible. We want our children to be physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually healthy. So is homeschooling the best way for your family to thrive? That's a question you have to answer, but we can help you envision how homeschooling could be right for your family. This book will help you see that you are capable of homeschooling your own children. If you think homeschooling is the answer for your family, you will feel empowered to move forward and begin your homeschooling journey. Throughout this book, please think about your goals for your family and children. Consider the best way to help your family live the life you desire and the best way to help your children become adults who fulfill their potential and live the life they yearn for. Regardless of how your children are educated, parental involvement is key. However, we believe homeschooling provides opportunities and benefits that every family should be aware of and consider. As parents, we would be delighted to see our children grow up to become happy adults. We are pleased to see our adult children become productive citizens in society who do good in the world. Wouldn't it be great if your kids could do that and live life on their terms? The question is, how do you get there? We will show you how homeschooling can help your children and family live and learn your way. Live and learn your way, that really is our slogan at Homeschool Think Tank, and I thought about it long and hard before developing that, and I believe it. I believe it to my core that that is what you need to do. You need to live and learn your way. So again, there's a little insert here in the book. Homeschool Think Tank. We believe homeschooling provides opportunities and benefits that every family should be aware of and consider. That's what this book is all about, raising awareness around homeschooling and helping you think of things that you might not have thought of as you are considering homeschooling as an option. Part two, homeschool living. What is homeschooling? Homeschooling is living and learning your way on your terms. Homeschooling is not only about the child, but about the entire family. Homeschooling is a lifestyle. Sure, we use workbooks and computer programs to teach academic foundations, but we are quick to expand upon the many other lessons life has to offer. Homeschoolers understand that school and a solid academic education are not necessarily synonymous. We see that the education a child receives in school is not necessarily the education parents have in mind for their children. We feel that there is so much more to teach a child than schools can or should teach. Homeschoolers realize that a complete education involves far more than academics. We feel that children should expand their knowledge from home with more parental guidance than the school system allows. Who homeschools? All types of people homeschool. Our kids are already signed up in after-school activities with your kids. We shop where you shop, 
And when you visit with us, you might not have any idea we homeschool our children. Homeschoolers are out and about living and learning in the world every day. Education happens not only from home, but through volunteer opportunities at the library, the museum, the nature center, and with other kids who homeschool. Homeschoolers have rich and varied friendships and participate in a myriad of activities. We are out in the world just like you. The homeschool lifestyle. First and foremost, homeschooling is a lifestyle. Homeschooling affects more than the children. It impacts the entire family dynamic. Yes, homeschooling is about education, but it involves much more than dedicated academic materials. When a family chooses to homeschool and one parent stays home with the kids, life is altered drastically. Homeschool families set their own schedule and teach their children in a way that works best for each child and in a way that works for the family as well. If you know five homeschooling families, it is quite likely that each family not only has very different schedules, but they also educate their children differently from one another as well. Ultimately, homeschooling impacts the entire family and each family lives and learns in their own way. Homeschool families. Homeschooling is good for families. School and homework can interfere with family time greatly. When we homeschool, there isn't necessarily homework. While homeschool kids may choose to do schoolwork in the evening, the key word is choose. While it is always an option to work on academic areas, if the family prefers to spend time in other ways, we have a choice. Each homeschooling family lives and learns differently. The bottom line is we do what works for our specific family. Homeschool families balance academics and life as needed. On the other hand, school families live their lives by the school's schedule. Homeschooling and values. As homeschooling parents, we have more time with our children. With this time, we have an increased opportunity to share morals and lifestyle values. Also, it is easier for homeschool parents to help guide our children's friendships by increasing time with kids and families we think well of. Finally, we can guide other activities and experiences to help form our children well. People of all ages tend to become like those they associate with, so it is important to surround your family with people you admire. As our children get older and have varied life experiences, there will be an increasing number of opportunities for important conversations. Once again, for homeschool families, time is on our side. With hours spent together, we can help impart our views and our children can share their perspective. These discussions can create excellent critical thinking skills. Our children will grow up, have their own viewpoints, and live their life as they wish. However, while they live at home, we can help share the life values we hope our children will adopt. Homeschooling and life. Homeschool families have more flexible time in their schedule than public school families. 
The typical child spends approximately 38 hours per week at school. Think about that, 38 hours a week at school. Unfortunately, school kids still come home with approximately five to 15 hours a week of homework. On top of that, at the time kids are commuting back and forth to school. Finally, if your kids are involved with other after-school options, then you can probably add another three to 20 hours a week for those activities. After a full week of school, homework, and school-related activities, there isn't much time for family and life outside of school. While the average school child spends approximately 38 hours per week at school, many states base a homeschool week on 30 hours a week. So why is there such a discrepancy? The amount of time wasted in school is great. Consider the time spent on classroom management, calling roll, standing in line, and changing subjects. Then there's lunch and recess. And while these are necessary breaks, this isn't academic time. Finally, the amount of unfocused and interrupted time adds up, and the result is homework. So even after spending nearly eight hours a day at school, children are still expected to come home and do more schoolwork. The homeschooled child, on the other hand, can learn the lesson, then complete the task at hand. They can do this at their own pace, in one sitting, or until a break is needed. Now, when you consider you are likely spending two hours a day transporting your kids to school and helping them with homework, why not consider homeschooling? You have already given your kids a significant amount of the time it takes to complete a homeschool day. As for your kids, they will enjoy having more time to live and learn your way. Homeschooling and flexibility. While educating children is essential, doing things as they are done in public school isn't. When local law allows, it is more practical to be flexible. When homeschooled children are involved in activities where practices are more time consuming at various times of the year, then consider adjusting the schedule accordingly. I'm thinking like basketball practice or swim practice or my kids did horse riding when they were younger. So for instance, a homeschool student might lighten their academic workload when they are busy with an activity. Once the activity slows down, then the academic workload can be increased again. Likewise, if your children do activities that are dependent on specific weather, schedule around it. This can be done seasonally or daily. One extreme but useful example is snowboarding. Practice times for snowboarding do not go well with the traditional school schedule. Not only is the prime season in the winter, but good snowboarding hours might be from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. In this instance, the student could still work on other academic areas in the early morning or evening. Maybe a lesson of math could be completed before hitting the slopes. Later, after dinner, the student could read, do art, write, or watch educational documentaries and videos. Once the snowboarding season is over, the homeschool student could increase their academic workload again. 
A homeschool student can hustle to have the summer off with other school kids, or they can decide to school year-round. If your local law allows, they might even choose to take the traditional long break in the winter as opposed to the summer. The flexibility of homeschooling allows families to live and learn on their terms. This is how homeschool think tank coined the term, live and learn your way. That's how I coined the term, live and learn your way, because I am the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. While it is important to follow your local laws, homeschoolers can frequently choose when to do schoolwork. When necessary or desired, homeschool students can follow the traditional school calendar and complete around six hours of schoolwork each school day. On the other hand, many homeschoolers choose alternative schedules. For example, if we choose to do school nearly year-round, 48 weeks of the year, then our kids need to do about four and a half hours per school day of dedicated schoolwork five days per week. Consider, this does not all have to be math books and grammar. There's reading, physical education, music, history, science, and more. In addition, you may be surprised at how much educational value life has to offer outside of your core curriculum. Ultimately, when we embrace the flexibility of homeschooling and embody life as education, we find that most of our days become one fluid part of our children's education. The outcome can be a child who is a self-motivated, lifelong learner. What more could a teacher or homeschooling parent ask for? Homeschooling isn't public school. Yes, some families try to emulate the public school schedule. However, this schedule isn't ideal for many homeschool families. Likewise, it's not ideal for schools either. If the school schedule and environment were ideal, school children would come home with their evenings free, not homework. Instead of trying to imitate public schools, homeschoolers might consider educating their children in a way that works best for their child and family. When parents try to recreate the public school system in the home, it can be exhausting and frustrating for the entire family. We are not suggesting you neglect your child's education. We are asking you to consider other ways to educate your children that might be more realistic, more effective, and have better outcomes for both your children and your family. We will introduce a few ideas in the following chapters. Individualizing homeschooling. Homeschool families have educational decisions to make. Think about how your child learns best. As you try different approaches, realize that a learning curve is inevitable. Consider choosing curriculum for one subject area and introducing it. After implementing, then order and begin working with the next piece of curriculum. It is easy to be overzealous and think we can do more than is realistic. Sometimes education is more effective when we take a non-traditional approach. For example, instead of reading history textbooks, maybe audiobooks, documentaries, or biographies are a better option. 
Likewise, science projects and videos might be more effective than reading from a textbook. If we want our children to become avid readers, it is best to make reading as enjoyable as possible. As for writing, we want our children to practice, but very few children have the patience to sit at a table for hours on end. At the very least, consider breaking up writing assignments with other activities. It is a good idea to mix up the ways we help our children learn. Here are some ideas to consider. The relationship with your children is more important than school. If life and homeschooling are less than pleasant, then you might want to reconsider how you are educating your children and structuring your day. As a parent and teacher, instilling the love of learning is far more important than any curriculum. Yes, learning can be work. However, it should be more pleasant than frustrating. Children who love to learn will pursue education even when they aren't directed to. Does your child learn best by watching, listening, talking, writing, moving, doing, or feeling? Consider mixing educational methods. This makes homeschooling more fun, increases retention, and reduces boredom with learning. Preview curriculum. To view curriculum, attend a homeschool convention, ask to see another homeschooler's curriculum, and check materials out from the library. Always look at the table of contents and sample pages offered by online providers. Consider your child's personality and your own personality. Some methods and curriculum may be more effective than others for your family. Consider your child's personality and your own personality. Some methods and curriculum may be more effective than others for your family. How well you and your child communicate does matter. When needed, it is possible to minimize your involvement. Parents and children sometimes clash, and it's good to know when to back off. Occasionally, it is worth getting a tutor, purchasing an online course, or buying curriculum that minimizes parental involvement. When possible, get your child's buy-in. However, parents should make the final decision. There are a variety of ways for people to be educated. Providing the opportunity and resources for our children to learn is more important than the method that is used. Of equal significance is helping our children learn at a pace and in a way that works for them. Rather than trying to match the public school plan, a child should progress as developmentally ready. The public school system is created for the masses, not your child. Pushing too fast or slow will only delay progress in the long run. Each child will excel in some areas while other academic areas will be more challenging. Consider how you will get the best outcome. Many of us try different approaches and adjust our child's education according to what works. 
The flexibility to learn at one's own pace is a gift to the homeschooled child. Homeschooling is truly an individualized education for your child. Homeschooling and responsibility. Since homeschooling allows families more time at home and is flexible, it can allow children to be more responsible. This can translate into a good work ethic. When children are home more and less rushed, it is easier for them to take over personal responsibilities. Homeschooled kids have more time to make their bed, feed animals, and make and clean up their own breakfast. Showers can be juggled and kids can tidy up the bathroom and put their laundry in the wash when they are finished. When chores are complete, it's time for schoolwork and a snack. After playing outside for a bit, they can fold their laundry and resume schoolwork. At the end of the day, it is easier to teach personal responsibility when kids are home more. In addition to helping more at home, over the years, homeschoolers can and should take increasing ownership over their education. A child should accelerate through easier work and take the time needed to understand concepts that are difficult. Likewise, homeschoolers can incorporate areas that schools may overlook or increase their education in areas where they have strong interests. While it is important to follow the law and an educational foundation is a must, ultimately people need to learn what interests and serves them well. Independent Homeschool thinkers. Homeschool families are generally people who think outside the box. Homeschoolers have identified that homeschooling will allow us to raise and educate our children more effectively than we could if our children attended school. By the sheer fact that homeschooled children are not in public schools, they will be exposed to different ideas and will learn to think differently than they would in the school system. When parents choose to homeschool their children, it is clear that they believe the benefits of homeschooling outweigh the benefits of attending school. While the reasons parents choose to homeschool their children vary widely, the choice to homeschool is a common thread that can bring us together. Just as the reasons parents have for homeschooling their children vary, so do the methods for teaching and learning so while homeschool students use a variety of methods and sources to learn, my impression of homeschoolers is incredibly positive. I have noticed that teenagers who have homeschooled their entire lives are frequently avid readers, great conversationalists, and very independent, self-motivated learners. Lifelong homeschool teenagers frequently expand their own education by following their curiosity. They learn through many sources beyond textbooks, and what is learned sticks because the motivation for learning is intrinsic. The self-motivated homeschooler wants to be competent and knowledgeable. Many homeschooled students are voracious readers, excellent writers, creative thinkers, and very effective communicators. Homeschooling creates more opportunity to become very well educated than most people can imagine. And I really do believe that homeschooling truly is an individualized education for your child. Homeschool opportunities. Opportunities abound for homeschoolers. 
Nearly every community has activities our children can partake in. It is important for homeschooled kids to see that they are far from alone in this lifestyle. Spending time with other homeschoolers will be beneficial to your family. You will find friendships, information, and a sense of community in homeschool groups and classes. Here are some ways to find homeschool opportunities. First, check out our website, www.homeschoolthinktank.com. There are so many resources on the website to help you. And definitely check out the blog as well. So this is what Homeschool Think Tank does. We help parents homeschool their kids with confidence and we help you connect with the resources that you need. And that includes other homeschooling families, right? Other homeschooling groups. So again, visit the website, homeschoolthinktank.com. At Homeschool Think Tank, it really is our goal to help you live and learn your way, to live in a way that works for your family. So after you go to Homeschool Think Tank, you can always do an online search with your town's name and the word homeschool in it. That should pull up some results. Also, be sure to check social media for homeschool groups. In addition, your local newspaper and school district may have information as well. And again, there are a lot of resources on the website, homeschoolthinktank.com. Some school districts offer programs specifically tailored to homeschool students. Beyond that, there are other ways to find homeschoolers. Check with your library, recreation center, local museums, art centers, colleges, and churches. Also, there are groups like 4-H and other similar groups that are open to all children, and they tend to draw large numbers of homeschool families. In addition, there's gymnastics, dance, music, arts, and martial arts studios that frequently offer homeschool programs during the day. And remember, homeschoolers are not limited to homeschool activities. You can still enroll your children in local programs that are open to all kids. Even if a child doesn't attend public school, they can frequently participate in public school extracurricular activities and sports. Also, sometimes you can enroll your child part-time in school and homeschool the rest of the time. For example, if your child wants to participate in the school orchestra, she might be able to attend orchestra each day and homeschool for everything else. If an opportunity doesn't exist that you want for your child, then work to create it. Sometimes it only takes a few people to get the ball rolling and new programs can be formed. If the need is there, many will help create programs to serve others. Remember, the mission of Homeschool Think Tank is to serve homeschooling families. So please let us know what your needs are and we'll serve you to the best of our ability. And again, this is something that we are starting to do at Homeschool Think Tank is helping you create the resources you need. So again, go visit the website, homeschoolthinktank.com. We have a lot to offer you and a lot of resources that I think you'll really like. Part four. Homeschool routines. A major benefit to homeschooling is the ability to structure life as we see fit. On one hand, the flexibility of homeschooling makes life easier. On the other hand, life is simplified with a few routines. When we are intentional about starting each morning 
the rest of our day falls into place more easily. So here are some basic routines that can help your homeschool family run life more smoothly. I'm gonna deviate from the book for just a moment here. I'm about to introduce what I call longer blocks and shorter blocks. They're different approaches that you could take to homeschool your kids. Longer blocks. This routine is based on having longer blocks of time available for very focused learning. This can work well with middle and high school students who have longer attention spans. So basically for an hour and a half, you would live your way. Your kids might eat, do chores, and get outside to move. Afterward, they would spend approximately two and a half hours to learn your way. And in the book, I say two and a half hours, but that's, as I've, over time, I think that's really long. Not many kids are going to focus that long, but some do. So maybe an hour and a half, but you get the point. So you take a nice break to just sort of live your way. Then you take a good chunk of time to learn your way where you're really focused and involved basically for as long as the person has that attention span. I would say even I do this in homeschool think tank. I live <laughs> and do what I need to do. And then I sit down and work for as long as I feel like. And then I get back up and I do living type things again because I do work from home. So let's see here. If a child of any age cannot focus or sit still for approximately two and a half hours, then add a break in the middle of the learn your way block. So here is a sample schedule with longer learn your way blocks. I'm going to read this, but I'm also going to include a link with this audiobook that helps you see this because it's sort of hard to absorb. <laughs> So seven o'clock a.m. Wake up. So seven to nine a.m. Begin a live your way block. Start your morning routine. Have breakfast. Get outside and exercise. This is a nice way to jumpstart your day. You'll get your blood flowing and mind moving. Nine o'clock a.m. to eleven thirty a.m. This is the morning learn your way block. Many homeschoolers focus on core components of education like math and grammar during this time frame. However, some homeschoolers prefer to be active in the morning and save sedentary work for the afternoon. 11.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. This is the lunchtime live your way block. Have lunch, visit, do a few chores, and get outside for some fresh air. 1 to 3.30 p.m. Afternoon is here and it's time for another learn your way block. Many homeschoolers prefer to do activities like reading, writing, music, and art in the afternoon. Occasionally, this time is needed for appointments or shopping. When it's not necessary to have the kids along for errands, consider scheduling something more productive for them to do. For example, they might have a play date at a friend's home. Likewise, many parents sign their children up for homeschool classes once or twice a week and run their errands while the kids are engaged in meaningful activities. 3.30 to 7 o'clock p.m. Live and learn your way. Living and learning intermingle heavily during this time frame. 
Kids might be involved in sports, scouting, theater, or pursue other activities they are passionate about. Families shoot hoops, play games, do yard work, and cook dinner together. Homeschoolers don't tend to do much homework during this time though. 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Live your way. Now it's time to wind up the day, complete chores, have a family dinner, and get ready for bed. 9 p.m. Older children might go to bed somewhere in this time frame. Some kids can't wait to get to bed because it's a nice, quiet time to read, write, or draw. Hmm, that isn't homework, is it? <laughs> I know my daughter, my oldest daughter, could not wait to go to bed at night because she wanted to read. She was more than happy to go to bed early. Once again, this is an example. Every family has the flexibility to set their own schedule and you will likely need to adjust for your family. If your kids are up late with extracurricular activities and they don't get to bed until 10, then you can push wake up time to eight and begin your morning accordingly. So long as your children spend time doing what needs to be done and they are educated, it doesn't hurt to rearrange the schedule. All right, now I want to introduce shorter blocks to you. So these are still the live and learn your way times. All right, so the shorter blocks. Another idea for homeschoolers is to repeat a routine throughout the day. This is especially good for younger kids or children who have difficulty sitting still for long periods of time. Children should do their best during their learn your way educational time Afterward, they'll take a break with a live your way block. So basically, learn your way is your sort of dedicated educational time. Live your way is where you're just living your life, doing the things that you need to do as part of life. So during this time, children will eat, play, and do a few simple chores. This routine is geared toward younger children who have shorter attention spans and need more frequent meals, movement time, and sleep. The length of the shorter learn your way blocks should match your child's ability to maintain focus and do their academic work in a productive manner. In essence, a six-year-old will have a shorter learn your way block than a 10-year-old. Remember to make learning fun by mixing up educational methods and teaching in a way that works for your children. This is so important as we try to nurture our relationship and help our children develop a love of learning. With the shorter Live and Learn Your Way blocks, figure out how frequently your child needs to eat and repeat your routine throughout the day around their mealtimes. Let's say your child eats about every three hours, which is what my kids did when they were younger. If meals are at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5, then your schedule would revolve around those times. Your child would have a breakfast at 8, do schoolwork for as long as their attention span allows, and then do a few simple chores, then play outside. At 11, you would repeat the schedule with lunch, schoolwork, outdoor playtime, and possibly quiet time in their room. At 2, repeat the schedule again with a snack, some schoolwork, and then transition into your late afternoon and evening routine. Around 7.30, 
Cuddle up on the couch for family reading. Younger kids need more sleep than older kids, so with this sample schedule, they might go to bed around 8. So what's missing in that schedule? Have you noticed the element that's missing in the routine above? It is screen time. We aren't adding pointless television, texting, or gaming into this equation. When we minimize screen time, a lot can be accomplished in a day. We homeschool our kids for good reasons. It's likely that creating a couch potato is not something you have in mind. So the less our children are staring at screens, the more likely it is that they will develop interests that don't require a power button. Conversely, the more interests a child has, the less they will want to stare at a screen. By the way, I'm not saying that all screen time is bad. <laughs> I have a lot of screen time too, and my kids have screen time. But try to keep that balance there, right? All right, what's present? Three components are present in the homeschool routine which are frequently missing in the average American life. The first is time for sleep. We often overlook our own and our children's need for sleep. Sleep is a basic need and it is our responsibility to ensure our children have the opportunity to get the rest they need each night. The second component in these routines is time for family. Those live your way blocks are bits of time that the family naturally spends together around meals and basic living. Also, as homeschooling parents, we inherently spend time with our kids during the learn your way blocks. With time on our side, we have more opportunity to teach, share values, and enjoy our kids. This family time is incredibly important throughout all of our children's lives. The third component homeschoolers have more opportunity for is healthy living. Our homeschool lifestyles are less hurried and we have more time to prepare healthy meals and snacks at home. Also, we have more time to exercise. However, healthy living doesn't just happen as parents, we must lead the way to stocking the kitchen with nutritious food. We should also provide the opportunity for our families to get outside and move. Fresh air and sunshine will help improve our family's mental and physical health. When we immerse ourselves in open, nature-filled spaces, our families will be happier. Ultimately, homeschooling is conducive to raising children in a healthy manner. As leaders of our families, we must take steps to raise healthy children. Part 5. Homeschool Hurdles School isn't perfect, and neither is homeschooling. However, many homeschoolers would agree that the challenges associated with the public school system are far greater than the hurdles associated with homeschooling. Here are some common problems homeschoolers face and some ideas on how to deal with them. Financial challenges. For some parents, the first challenge to homeschooling is dropping one income. If you've been a two-income family, this can seem daunting. 
However, there are a myriad of ways to cut costs so one parent can stay home with the kids. Maybe you will consider the following ideas to reduce household expenses. Now I want to say it is totally possible to homeschool your kids with both parents working and I'm doing it. I'm working from home, but I didn't always do that and I have a little bit different perspective now than when I first wrote the book. So if you go follow homeschoolthinktank.com, you will be picking up on some of that perspective and listen to the podcast as well. Because the other side of that is you can still increase your income, but it might look different than you're thinking right now. And I can help you with that. That's something I really do want to help parents with. All right. So back to cutting expenses. Refrain from adding more to life. Each time we add another mouth to feed, pet or human, an additional loan, a bigger home, another activity, and more stuff, we create more expenses. Look for ways to shave monthly bills. Can you live in a less expensive home? Can you drive a more affordable or fuel efficient vehicle? Many of us can reduce our cable bill, phone bill, and other subscription services. Trim the grocery budget. Consider reducing unnecessary expenses like junk food when shopping. Have you thought of stocking up on frequently used items when they are on sale? Reduce dining out expenses. Perhaps you can split meals when dining out. Maybe everyone can drink water instead of soda. Take a snack bag and water bottles along for errands. Reduce clothing expenses by purchasing items when they are on clearance or on sale. Consider finding a good thrift store. Many costs can be drastically reduced and you might be surprised at the unique and useful items found. Have you evaluated other activities and their associated costs? For example, signing up for a sport is only the first step. There are usually additional expenses like uniforms, gas, dining out, and possibly hotels. As we consider our expenses, we want to keep the activities that will bring a long-term gain while eliminating those which are simply taking our time and money without great benefit. The key is to evaluate whether the financial and time cost of an activity or item is benefiting the participant proportionally. Hopefully, these ideas can help you reduce your expenses so one parent can stay home. However, there may still be other options if this is not feasible. By the way, I have done all of those things I suggested, but now, like I said, I have a little bit different perspective where there are a lot of ways that you can also increase your income. So over time, we'll talk more about that on the podcast and at Homeschool Think Tank because I really want to help parents. I haven't met a whole lot of homeschooling parents who couldn't use a few extra dollars in their pocket. So if I can help you figure that out, that is something I am all in for. All right, work and homeschooling. For families who want to homeschool but need or want to keep two incomes, there are other options. Some homeschool families may be willing to educate other children alongside their own. Also, family members who don't work outside the home may be willing to help with homeschooling a child. Finally, you can consider hiring a tutor. This could be a retired teacher or another individual who is trustworthy, knowledgeable, and good with kids. 
Ultimately though, as parents, we are responsible for our children's education. And I believe this to be true whether you're a homeschooling parent or not. For some, it might be possible to work from home. For people who have computer-based jobs, this may be an option. And a side note, I wrote this book before COVID, but clearly since COVID, lots of people have gone to work on working from home and they realize this is totally possible. So if working from home isn't feasible, could you bring your child to work for a few hours each day? For example, older kids can bring their schoolwork in the morning and you could enroll your kids in an afternoon homeschool program. There are many variables to consider as this certainly couldn't work for everybody, but it could work for some people. So finally, each family knows their situation best. However, if you wish to homeschool your children, I encourage you to find a way. Be creative and search for a path to make it happen. Homeschooling is not just a gift to your child. It is a gift to your entire family. So again, look for opportunities. Think of ways that you can homeschool your kids. I genuinely think most of the time, if there is a will, there is a way. And if you really want to homeschool your kids, I bet you can figure this out. By the way, I want to remind you, go to homeschoolthinktank.com. Sometimes I offer workshops to help parents. Sometimes I offer opportunities where you can book a one-on-one -on -one call with me. So check it out. See what's being offered at the time that you are listening to this audio recording or watching the video recording. There's probably a way for you to get some feedback and help brainstorm some ways that you could homeschool your kids. Okay, back to more homeschool hurdles, the expense of homeschooling. Families who want to homeschool are sometimes concerned about the expense. This really is not so difficult to overcome. Homeschooling can be expensive or it can be as inexpensive as we make it. So by utilizing our public libraries, we can reduce the cost of homeschooling drastically. Books, documentaries, computers, games, and entire courses can be found under the library roof. Also, with an online search, we can quickly find an abundance of used curriculum for sale. Thrift stores and used bookstores are also good places to look. In addition, Many homeschool families exchange, sell, or give away their books when they are finished with them. Finally, when you want new books, there are many affordable curriculum sources available in bookstores online and as ebooks. So again, go to homeschoolthinktank.com. Since I wrote this book, there's a lot of resources there to help you homeschool in a way that works for you, whether you're purchasing things or you're looking for something for free. All right, homeschooling with disabilities. So sometimes kids have disabilities and sometimes parents have a disability. And they can range from mild to debilitating. But if you have a disability, only you can decide what is best for your situation. And there are numerous concerns that you will need to consider if you want to homeschool your child with special needs. I genuinely believe that sometimes homeschooling is 
a much better option for a child who has special needs. Other times, I can see where maybe you're getting more resources through the public school system than you could provide for your child on your own. So, and also there are some cases where as the homeschooling parent, that's a lot for you and you might need that break for your child to be out of the house a few hours a day, or you might need to get a tutor. So clearly I'm ad-libbing here, but there are a lot of things to consider. Every situation is unique and only you can make that decision. But if you need help, just sort of brainstorming that, figuring that out, go to homeschoolthinktank.com. At the time that I am recording this, I am working on becoming a certified life coach and I'm actually even offering like free coaching sessions to help people figure things out, right? So, but even if this is, you're watching this past that time, chances are you're gonna find some sort of workshop or something where you can literally come in and ask questions and get some coaching, get some feedback. All right, back to the book. Here's some questions to ask yourself. How severe is your child's disability? Can you receive services in your home? Can you receive services through the public school system? Do you want those services? Do you qualify for grants designed for homeschool families who have children with disabilities? Will you need to hire outside help for housekeeping, shopping, and yard work? So even the most dedicated parents have limited hours in the day. Depending on the severity of your child's dis disability, you may need outside help. And quite frankly, even if you don't have a child who has disabilities or you don't have disabilities, you may need outside help. Um, let's see, how many other children do you have? How old are your children? Who can serve your child best? You, the public school system, or another entity? Um, how can you help your child receive the most suitable services? If your child's disabilities are severe, you will likely need help in some form. However, if your child's limitations are minor, can you educate yourself on how to best serve your child? So these are all questions to ask yourself. All right, here is another homeschool hurdle. Time alone. So many of us who are stay-at-home parents it can be a challenge to find time to be alone. The easiest way to achieve this is by enrolling your children in either homeschool or after-school activities. Another way is to swap kids with another homeschooling parent on a regular basis. Your kids could have education or, or playtime together with their friends while you have a few hours to run errands or relax. So this swapping, like helping out with each other's kids, you could do this from your home, like in each other's homes, but it doesn't always have to be in your home. You could meet up at a children's museum or park or even the rec center. And one mom could stay with all the kids doing the things and the other mom can leave or parents. I know there are dads and grandparents who are homeschooling their children and grandchildren as well. But it doesn't always have to be at your house. Another option is to find time alone is to ask close family and friends for help. If you ask, many people have a hobby or a skill they might be willing to share with your children. For example, like 
your mother-in-law or mom might like quilting or have or painting or gardening and maybe she could teach your kids that or you know somebody might like woodworking and they might be able to teach your children that skill so sometimes it's not just like dropping your kids off to just like hang out but it's like hey I, I need this break can you help me out once a month every week every other week whatever and actually teach my child something and connect with them but do that with them while I get a break. You could ask your your own parents, you know, so the child's grandparents to help you out or aunts and uncles, things like that because you need a break. <laughs> so let's see, back to the book here. Finally, your spouse and kids can probably find something meaningful to do while you get a break. So do the same thing, right? Sometimes we need to be home alone for a while and sometimes as parents, we need to get out of the house. Either way, it's nice to have some time apart and it's good for your kids to spend time with other people who care about them. So another challenge is for everyone in your family to have daily time to themselves. So if you can consider building a routine that includes quiet time, that can help. Children can learn to appreciate an hour alone in their bedroom and if your child doesn't have their own bedroom, you could help them find a space where they can be apart from their siblings. This is a great time to leave electronics behind and encourage children to entertain themselves. They can read, write, draw, play Legos, or play a solo game like Solitaire with a real deck of cards. Quiet time can bring peace in the home when we need it most. So I actually know a mom who all through her child's upbringing she had quite a few kids it was quiet time every afternoon because she needed that break and i can see where that could be very effective all right children also need time alone with each parent occasionally kids are more likely to open up and share what's on their mind when it's just the two of you whether it's the two of you as mom and child dad and child grandchild and you know grandparent and child they're gonna open up more when it's just two people. So whether you stay up late visiting with one child after the others go to bed or you go do something fun, make an effort to have one-on-one -on -one time with each child periodically. Last but not least, if you are married, take care of your marriage. It is all too easy for us to spend all our time and energy on the kids. However, your marriage is your family's foundation. Your spouse deserves your attention and your kids deserve happily married parents and an intact family. Take the time and make the effort to nurture your marriage. Your children will thank you for it later. Now clearly I'm speaking about where this is a good marriage, not if you're in an abusive relationship or something like that. All right, parent and teacher. This can be another homeschool hurdle where you are both parent and teacher. There are effective ways to be both parent and teacher. The first is to create routine in the home. When we create routine, we minimize nagging. Life is easier when everyone knows what to expect each day. The second suggestion is to have a planner and a chore book for each child. Discuss each day's plan and your child can write what needs to be completed. 
Keep track of curriculum and educational activities in the planner and chores in a notebook. Parent and teacher. There are effective ways to be both parent and teacher. The first is to create routine in the home. When we create routine, we minimize nagging. Life is easier when everyone knows what to expect each day. The second suggestion is to have a planner and chore book for each child. Discuss each day's plan and your child can write what needs to be completed. Keep track of curriculum and educational activities in the planner and chores in a notebook. As the day proceeds, you will think of tasks the kids need to do or notice things they forgot to do. When possible, instead of interrupting your child while they are focused on something else or overlooking what they forgot, add the chore to their list. A chore book will reduce your need to repeat yourself. As a result, you will have a better relationship with your child. The final step to being both parent and teacher is to quietly be consistent. While we can adjust chores and schoolwork as needed, there should be a baseline that is expected each day or week. When children complete their work, then they get to do the things they look forward to. When they don't meet realistic expectations, then we get a break from taxi driving and the kids can stay home and do what they should have done in the first place. Keeping the routine. For many parents, the greatest challenge to homeschooling isn't creating the routine, it's keeping the routine. There will always be something or someone to interrupt our plans. While distractions are inevitable, many are not urgent. Attempt to make a conscious decision about what truly needs to be done now and what can wait. One common way to disrupt your school routine while helping your kids is with phone calls and texts. Clearly, there are times when we, as the parents, must take a call or respond to a message. However, recognize that each time we disrupt the school day, our children lose powerful momentum and precious time. Consider proactive measures like setting your phone to do not disturb during your learn your way blocks. In addition, let others who are likely to call or stop by know ahead of time that you are unavailable during certain hours. If it is difficult to stay focused at home, consider going to the library or somewhere where it is easier to stay on track. Regardless of how and where homeschooling takes place, by setting boundaries ahead of time, the potential to homeschool successfully is increased. Finally, Running basic errands can be a challenge for homeschooling parents. Plan ahead and schedule appointments and shopping when your children are involved in other educational or meaningful activities. You can visit our website at homeschoolthinktank.com for more ideas about time management. Homeschool laws and more. In this section, it is not our intent to provide legal advice. Our objective is to provide basic information and help the reader find additional, reliable, easy to understand information about laws that govern homeschooling. Neither the author, myself, or Homeschool Think Tank, LLC, 
is qualified to give legal advice. This segment is written with an American audience in mind. Now, before I proceed, I want to mention you can go to homeschoolthinktank.com and we have an entire article about homeschooling laws with links to whatever you need. <laughs> so for the state that you live in or for the country, we have, since I've written this book, added a lot of additional resources and it's there and waiting for you. All right, so part seven in Think Homeschool is all about homeschool laws and more. So for this audiobook version, I am choosing to do this a little bit differently. I am not going to read exactly what's in the book because we have created quite a few resources for you at Homeschool Think Tank that will lead you to more current information. And what I want you to know is Homeschool Think Tank is not qualified to give legal advice. We are not lawyers. We don't give legal advice. However, we will always send you in the right direction and in a, a helpful direction to get the information that you need. So I want you to check the link that goes with this audio version of the book and you will get the most current information. You'll get links that lead you to the right places. Even though we're not qualified, we're telling you exactly where to go to get the information that you need. So some other information that you'll find is about the laws where you live. And here's what you do need to know. The laws vary drastically across the United States and around the world. Around the world, there are actually some countries where it is illegal to homeschool, although I am aware people homeschool everywhere, whether it's legal or not. And there are big risks with doing that. So we're trying to help you know how to homeschool legally and how to do it right <laughs> in that way. Some states are really great to homeschool in. It's, they make life easy for homeschoolers and you have a lot of flexibility. Other states, it's sort of a nightmare to homeschool there. And there are differences in, I could be wrong here, but I think in all of the states, you have to have a GED or a high school diploma to homeschool your kids. But even those things could change the regulations around that. So it's important to know what's required in your state. The For the most part, you can sort of homeschool on the days that work for you as long as you meet the the number of days required. But there are some places you're supposed to do school in very specific hours. So that's why I'm sending you to this link. You need to know to look for those things. You need to know what subjects, how many hours a day you're supposed to be homeschooling your kids or how many days of the year, uh, what you, your qualifications have to be as the person who is running the homeschool, whether you need to submit paperwork to your state or whatever the education department is where you live, um, whether you need to send in a letter of intent to your state as to I am homeschooling my kids. There's a lot of different things to look for. So look for those things and we guide you at homeschoolthinktank.com and you can find lots of resources in the blog and on the homepage. If you go to like the, at the time I'm recording this, it's on the homepage 
like how to homeschool your kids. <laughs> we usually make that pretty easy to find because lots of people need to know it, right? So once you get to that article, we guide you. <laughs> We're here for you, we've got you. And then we also offer a lot of workshops and uh, coaching and different things to help guide you with homeschooling your kids. So then there's those things that you might have questions about. How does my child get a high school diploma? And all of that, you'll find information there around that. You might be wondering about college. I wanna say no worries. Your child as a homeschooled student can totally get into a college. It, it's okay, you can do this. So um, if your child doesn't wanna to go to college, that's okay. There are trade schools, there's vocational schools. And if your child doesn't wanna do any of that, that's okay too. It is totally possible to make a great living and have a great life, whether you have a college degree, a PhD, a simple high school diploma or GED, um, you go to trade school, or you decide to do something totally different. Lots of ways to make a living. So lots of ways for your kids to have a lot of success in life. So we guide you at homeschoolthinktank.com. Check out the website you will find what you need. All right, so now I'm going to go on to part seven, homeschool hopefully. So I wanna preface this by saying, I really don't believe homeschooling is the right choice for every family. That is only a decision that you can make. But I have to say, if you think it could be a good decision for your family, I hope you do it. So, and you've, you've got this. You've got the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast too. Listen to that every week for lots of inspiration. All right, homeschool hopefully. Homeschooling is a fantastic opportunity and should be a parental right. Thankfully, in the United States, we have the right to homeschool our children. And in many other places of the world, you do as well. But in some places, unfortunately, homeschooling is illegal. We at Homeschool Think Tank are grateful for organizations who protect our homeschooling freedoms. In some countries, parents have been stripped of the right to educate their own children. We have been conditioned to send our children to school. So most of us don't initially consider homeschooling as an educational option. And that was very true before COVID. Now more people consider it, I think. Prior to COVID, most people, or many people anyway, didn't realize they had the right to homeschool their own kids. So just as it was natural for our great-great-great-grandmothers to be stay-at-home mothers and even teach their own children, it has become natural for our society to hand children over to public institutions. At the age of five, nearly all kids attend public school. So this seems normal. For some, staying home with their children is something that hasn't been considered. Hopefully, we can help change that. Parents can be the best and most loving teachers a child will ever have. Children deserve and need time with family. Homeschooling nurtures these bonds. For most of us, there is a catalyst which brings homeschooling to mind, like COVID. <laughs> An event happens we don't like, 
and we begin wondering if there is a better way. The answer is yes, there is a better way. Now, before I go on, I'm going to deviate from the book here and say that during COVID, lots of parents started doing public school at home and calling it homeschooling. Doing public school at home is not homeschooling. <laughs> it's not. It's very different. Your choices are different. And we have an article on the website all about this. So on the chance that something like this happens again, <laughs> and everybody thinks they're coming home and homeschooling. If you're doing school through the public school system, you're not homeschooling, there is a huge difference. Your mindset is different, your options are different, everything is different. So please don't call it homeschooling if you're doing public school at home because it's not. Although I do understand why parents say it, it's just easier, but it's not homeschooling. And there are really big ramifications. <laughs> Uh, you know, as homeschoolers, we legally have to say we're homeschooling. So if you have the public school involved in your day-to-day -day life, you're not homeschooling. So please understand there's a big difference. And I would encourage you to homeschool if, if, if that happens again, because I think that has to be a nightmare. And at the point that you're home guiding your children's education, you might as well just homeschool them your life is going to be much easier in my opinion. All right, I just, I had to like go there for a minute. So for most of us, there's a catalyst like COVID, which brings homeschooling to mind. An event happens we don't like, and we begin wondering if there is a better way. And the answer is yes, there is a better way. If you have decided to homeschool your children, congratulations. This road is not always easy but it is worthwhile. Homeschooling can improve your family life, our children's lives, and their education and future in ways that you cannot yet foresee. When you homeschool your children, you must sow the seeds and your entire family will reap the rewards. From years of experience and observations, I have learned a great deal. May I offer some suggestions? Have confidence in the decision to homeschool. You will want to be kind but firm in this decision. There will be naysayers. However, the more resolve that you have, the less you will be questioned. This is a personal family decision. While you want to be polite, you do not have to explain yourself to anybody. The simplest statement is, we've decided to homeschool our kids, or I've decided to homeschool the kids. It's the right decision for our family. You should only expand with the people you want to share with. My next suggestion, remember, you are the parent. You make the decisions. So while you may ask for input from older kids and even younger kids, and have family discussions, parents decide what will be best for each child and the family. The more you waffle, the more difficult it will be for your children to transition from school life to homeschooling. So even when kids want to homeschool, they may have a hard time transitioning. Most people don't like change, but don't worry, 
homeschooling will become the new normal. Create special moments and experiences that relate to homeschooling. There will likely be something the kids miss about school, but always have an event to look forward to that can only be done because they homeschool. My next suggestion, connect quickly with other homeschoolers. There are lots of homeschoolers in the world and our children need to know they are not the only homeschooled children on the planet. Join homeschool groups and classes created for homeschoolers. Many homeschool groups have park days and take field trips together and do educational events together. When you are part of these groups, you will receive the emotional support you need, useful information, and build close friendships. Build daily shakeups into your routine. So consider being consistent with core curriculum time, but make each day a little different than the one before it. For example, Monday might include a music lesson and a play date. Tuesday could be gymnastics. Wednesday, you might meet friends at the park. Thursday, you go to the library. Friday, you do homeschool trips. And then your weekends, combination of chores, fun, family time, and downtime, right? But you see, there's routine, but a little shake-up, something a little different in the afternoons or the mornings, whatever it works for you, right? Next suggestion, add one subject area at a time. Get one thing going smoothly, then add another subject. Start with the most important core areas like reading, writing, and math. Next, consider year-round homeschooling. The advantages are huge. This can happen in many different forms, but can make homeschooling more enjoyable. By spreading schoolwork throughout the entire year, we reduce stress and increase academic retention. While we can lighten the load in the summer, our children will continue to progress with academic skills. In addition, the transition into the following school year will be much smoother. If you choose to homeschool year-round, schedule breaks throughout the school year. Depending on the number of hours spent on academic curriculum each day, you might schedule 20 to 60 weekdays off over the course of the year. Consider overlapping some breaks with the public school schedule. This makes it easier for kids to play with their school friends occasionally. If your children have been in public school, do not jump into full-time year-round homeschooling at the beginning of summer break. Give your kids a couple of weeks off, but limit screen time. When screen time is limited, children are encouraged to entertain themselves in more meaningful ways. I also want to suggest that you visit Homeschool Think Tank's blog, do a search for the word de-schooling, that's spelled D-E. S-C-H-O-O-L-I-N-G and take a look at that article. We have video and podcast episode around it as well, but you'll definitely want to check out the article on de-schooling as well. Consider beginning homeschooling in the following manner. Start with daily reading. Also, children should keep a journal as this encourages enjoyable writing. Next, add board games like Yahtzee and Monopoly. Make learning fun. 
Begin by making education more fun than work. To reduce your chance of strong resistance, ease into curriculum one subject area at a time. Finally, we must nurture relationships with our children. Teaching our kids should not be a battle. When what we are doing is not working, then it's time to find another way. So I hope that you have decided to homeschool your kids. I hope that this is something that can work for your family. But if it's not, that's okay. (laughs) But this is a lifestyle that can allow your family to grow and thrive together. Clearly, you care enough and you are smart enough to find the resources you need to educate your own kids. Concerned parents who read this book will certainly take the necessary steps to homeschool successfully. In the age of the internet, the world is at your fingertips. Nearly everything you need can be found with your next online search. So be flexible, be persistent, and you will succeed. Encouraging epilogue. So before I go to the epilogue, I want to mention that, again, go to homeschoolthinktank.com. We offer services for homeschooling parents that help you with homeschooling day in and day out. So I lead an online program for homeschooling parents where we learn about new things about homeschooling each and every month, guest experts come in, and I also coach you on challenges that you might be having in homeschooling because sometimes there are challenges. And what I believe we need the most help with as homeschooling parents is the day-to-day, the day-in, the day-out of homeschooling your kids. So as I'm recording this, I am becoming a certified life coach through the Life Coach School, and I chose to do this so that I could better serve homeschooling parents like you, so that when you're having challenges and struggles, you have some place to get some feedback. And it's not like I go in and say, okay, do this, do that. I may offer suggestions and options for you to consider, but what I'm really doing is helping you think through a challenge, a struggle, for yourself and come up with solutions on your, not on your own with help, with guidance, but you're coming up with solutions so that you can continue to homeschool your kids for years to come. Because this is a great opportunity. It's a great option. So I want to encourage you to check that out. Also, we offer monthly workshops. Well, it depends on how often when when you're watching this video. This is could be up for years, right? So, but we offer workshops to help you get started with homeschooling, all sorts of things. There are a lot of services. All right, now this is the encouraging epilogue. So whether you homeschool your children or not, raising children well takes dedication and perseverance. While we begin by wanting to create a family of our own, it doesn't take long to realize what an incredibly long-term commitment rearing children is. 
So while you know this going into parenthood, it is difficult to appreciate that fact until you are in the midst of parenting. While your kids will live with you for the next 18 years or so, they will forever be your children. We all want our kids, young or old, to lead fulfilling, happy, meaningful, and successful lives. We want this for them and we want it for our own peace of mind as well. As parents, we want to know we have done everything in our power to help our children succeed. So when our kids move out, we should feel that we have done a fine job raising them. While we guide them through academic materials, there are other areas of life that are equally, if not more, important. We want our children to have strong values, good relationship skills, and the knowledge and confidence to create the life they desire. We want our adult children to have morals that push them to give more to the world than they have ever taken. May each of us have the courage, the patience, and the flexibility to do what is best for each of our children. When we put one foot in front of the other each day and wear a smile more often than not, we can change our family's life for the better. Homeschooling is a lifestyle that can serve a family well. Is it the right decision for your family? Only you can decide what is best for your children and family. If homeschooling is right for you, may you feel empowered to homeschool your children and live and learn your way. I do really believe that parents can be the best and most loving teacher a child will ever have. So I really do believe that homeschooling is an amazing opportunity and your life can just be 10 x by homeschooling your kids. However, I also fully realize there are pitfalls, there are challenges that come with homeschooling and that is why I want to encourage you to go to homeschoolthinktank.com. See what we are offering. See if there's a workshop that's happening right now that you can join. So sometimes I offer very short workshops that are designed to really help you get started with homeschooling or something along those lines. Also check out our membership Thrive. This is for homeschooling parents. It is designed to support you throughout years of homeschooling your kids so that you're always learning more about homeschooling, about parenting. I bring information to you. I bring in guest experts that help share information that you need. And I offer coaching to help you work through problems where you can literally come on a call live with me to get the coaching you need to get help with homeschooling. So check it out. I want to say thank you so much for listening to the audiobook. I am so excited for you as you're considering this. If you're waffling in indecision, don't. Just come and get a coaching call with me. Come and join the next workshop, whatever, because that will help you. Also, 
If you want to learn more about me, you can go and visit our about page at homeschoolthinktank.com. And finally, my name is Jackie, and I am the author of Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way. I am also the host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. So if you haven't started following the podcast yet, I would like to suggest that you follow it. And I am the founder of Homeschool Think Tank, and I do hope you will go to the website and visit it because we do have a lot to offer you. So that is homeschoolthinktank.com. Thank you again for listening to this audiobook of Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way. This is a Homeschool Think Tank book. My name is Jackie. Live and learn your way. Bye-bye.